For the second time in three games, the Boston Red Sox stomped all over our Chicago White Sox, winning 16-7 to Thursday night. White Sox pitching was an absolute mess, and it all started with Dallas Keuchel. Have we seen the last of him in a White Sox uniform? Uh, there was a very late rally, but Andrew Vaughn's performance was the lone bright spot last night for the offense. The White Sox have an off day before welcoming the Chicago Cubs to the south side. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked On White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time uh, to talk White Sox. Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, it's another edition of the Crosstown Cup uh, this weekend, and I've got some suggestions for you uh, for the White Sox off day. Andrew Vaughn is one of the few Sox players trending in the right direction. Uh, but first, it was another lopsided loss as the Boston Red Sox took the series in convincing fashion. State of our White Sox, 22-22, and 22, chasing the Twins uh, still in the AL Central. Uh, you might have wondered, well, what kind of game was it? Maybe you didn't watch all of it. Uh, maybe you just didn't watch it at all and you saw the score and uh, it was a, a position player pitched for the White Sox type of game. Uh, the White Sox blown out by the Red Sox 16 to 7. A uh, few news and notes before we get to uh, the pitching side of things for the White Sox. Uh, Joe Kelly uh, on the 15-day IL with a hamstring issue. You might have seen this. Uh, very unfortunate. He uh, uh, may, maybe out three to four weeks is that we're being her, her, uh, being told. Uh, Tanner Banks uh, was called up, and he did pitch uh, for the White Sox on Thursday night. Uh, Yohan Mankata was out of the lineup Thursday uh, due to some leg soreness. And Aloy and uh, Lance Lynn are starting uh, rehab assignments uh, possibly on Sunday. That's good news. Uh, now to the bad news. Uh, first inning, right off the bat, Dallas Keuchel gave up a leadoff home run, uh, then two more runs. It was 3-0 Boston very quickly. Uh, in the second inning, more action on the base paths for Boston. Uh, Keuchel gives up another home run. It was 6-0 Boston, probably before you even settled in uh, to either watch the game uh, or if you were at the game, maybe you were still grabbing something to eat or still filing into the game. Maybe you were tailgating a little bit. Uh, 6 nothing quickly, 55 pitches after two innings. Uh, folks, Dallas Keuchel is not a competitive option anymore. That should be no surprise to any White Sox fans. Uh, with the offense that uh, we have right now, you can't spot the opponent's six runs 
after two innings. Uh, Dallas Keuchel uh, has been walking on a razor's edge, and it is time now to give him that John Danks treatment. Um, you know, Keuchel is not going to get his innings goal and will not be getting that $20 million bonus or whatever it is uh, next season. Uh, if you're not familiar with John Danks, uh, maybe uh, you're new to the White Sox fandom. That is okay. Uh, if you are familiar with John Danks, you are aware of what happened in 2016. Uh, John Danks was uh, in that last year of his contract. He started the year 0-4 uh, with a 7.25 ERA for the White Sox. Horrible start, and he was D- uh, DFA'd in May. White Sox were up five games in the Central. If you remember that 2016 year, uh, the Sox started off something like 23-10, and a really hot beginning to the year, and then it went all downhill. Uh, but at that point, the Sox were saying to themselves, you know what, we are up in the central. We can't afford throwing uh, John Danks out there uh, every fifth day. It's an automatic loss. Uh, so this was uh, from MLB Trade Rumors uh, on May 13th, back in 2016. Uh, this was the announcement. White Sox announced that they have placed John Danks on unconditional release waivers. The 31-year-old left-hander was in the final season of a five-year, $65 million contract and is set to earn $15.75 million this season, a sum that the White Sox were simply willing to eat in order to free up Danks' spot on the roster. Uh, can the White Sox do the same thing for Keuchel? Keuchel, I think it's more around maybe $18 million, uh, but it's really you know the same situation. Um, I just don't see how the Sox can remain competitive and really be honest with themselves that they are a World Series contender by throwing Keuchel out there uh, again. I, I think you, you might have seen, if it's not now, it's very soon, uh, the last of Dallas Keuchel in a White Sox uniform. Keuchel's final line on Thursday, two innings, seven hits, six earned runs, uh, two walks, four strikeouts, two home runs, uh, his ERA sitting at 788 uh, he threw 55 pitches. So when you go two innings, it's it's a major problem for not only yourself, but also for your team's bullpen. Thankfully, there's an off day on Friday, but you know it, it didn't get any better for the White Sox. Uh, L- Lopez was a bright spot. He, uh, he entered in the third inning. He gave two very nice innings. And then Ruiz came in in the fifth. He had problems with command through 30 pitches, uh, Boston, you know, continue to chip away and add more runs. Sixth inning, Foster. Uh, the Sox had had added some runs offensively before Foster came in, so it was an important for a quick inning, and, and Foster did give that to them. Uh, Tanner Banks was the problem here. Why he was pitching, where he was pitching, I have no idea, uh, but he let off the seventh with a walk. That came around to score. Uh, Banks had a really rough inning, gave up a couple more runs, and uh, – you know, unfortunately, the bullpen just was able to bend, but they couldn't break. And, you know, when you're fighting back from a 6-0 deficit, uh, that, that's the case. That's the situation you're handed, thanks to Dallas Keuchel. Banks came back out there in the eighth, uh, and, you know, the hits just keep on, keep on coming for the Boston. Uh, with two outs in the eighth, Larusa finally goes out and gets him. White Sox were down 11-5 to at that point. Uh, Sousa comes in and things got really bad. More runs across the plate. And uh, how bad did it get eventually? Well, in the ninth inning, Josh Harrison 
uh, had to pitch. Uh, he gave up a two-run home run, uh, which was to be expected. It's usually the case with a position pitcher. Uh, but that was uh, that was how things went for our pitching. Uh, absolutely embarrassing. And, and it really all started with uh, Dallas Keuchel. The parallels with John Danks are, are, are really interesting. And if you go even further in that year, um, the, obviously the big thing that happened in 2016 was the White Sox traded Fernando Tatis Jr. to the San Diego Padres uh, for James Shields. And it was a desperation trade. Uh, the Sox needed an arm. Uh, they thought that they had something there in 2016 that could compete for the division title and, and mortgage the future, obviously. Now, Tatis was a teenager. We didn't know exactly what we had, and we were playing for that year. And of course, after that year, uh, enough was enough, and the great rebuild uh, began. Uh, the Sox are not five up in the division. Uh, it's pretty much the opposite. We're trailing uh, by about that. Uh, to the Minnesota Twins. And we don't really have that type of uh, those assets uh, in the minors to to go out and make a deal. And I'm just worried that, you know, we'll, we'll see what, you know, hey, it's not even Memorial Day, but we're, we'll see, you know, I hope the Sox don't make a desperation move. They're going to get Lynn back. That is going to change things drastically. Um, but can the Sox wait that long? You know, we're still we're still several weeks away from Lynn coming back. Um, stay tuned on that. Uh, how about Andrew Vaughn, though? I I'm going to tell you about his historic night. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. We've been asking and Built Delivered. Built Granola Bars are here. Built Granola Bars come in three unbelievable flavors, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. I uh, want to try all three flavors you can get a mixed box at built.com right now. Uh, there are so many different uh, different flavors. Uh, these are so different from the bars and the puffs, too. Built granola bars are loaded with granola. It's the perfect combination of crunch and chewiness. Uh, but just like bars and puffs, these babies are packed with protein and covered in 100% real chocolate. With 150 calories, 15 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar, Built Granola Bars uh, will change your world. Built has cracked the code to better granola, and they are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. So if you've been waiting for a healthy and delicious granola bar to hit the market, this is your time. Head to Built.com right now to get the Built Granola Bars, three delicious flavors to try, chocolate peanut butter, chocolate coconut, and white chocolate berry. Go to Built.com to get Built Granola Bars now. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis from our local experts. Taking fans through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So how about that White Sox offense? Um, not a lot going on. Uh, second inning of Brayu. Uh, had a double. Uh, he was at third with one out and sheets up. Infield fly. Uh, Berger up with two outs, a strikeout. Uh, you kind of had the feeling like, uh, is, is this how it's going to go? More chances for the White Sox offense, and they just couldn't 
uh, deliver. Uh, but then it was the third inning. Uh, first two got on, nobody out. There were base hits from Garcia and Engel. Uh, Tim Anderson up to bat, base hit. He had three hits in the night, which is good. Bases loaded, nobody out. Vaughn is up. Base clearing double. Uh, Abreu was up with one out, grounds out. Vaughn advances to third. Grandal up to bat, grounds out, ends the threat, uh, six to three. Uh, Boston at that point. Uh, tale of two players really within the game. Uh, Dallas on his way out, it just seems, and Vaughn an emerging force. Um, TLR does not like repeating lineups, but uh, Andrew Vaughn's presence needs to be repeated. He was sitting in that uh, that two hole. Maybe you know, maybe that's the spot for him, not the eighth or ninth spot in the lineup. Uh, what a night! Uh, by Andrew Vaughn, uh, hit five RBIs, which is uh, a career for him. Uh, really exciting stuff. Uh, fifth inning, uh, Ingle leads off with a single. Uh, Tim Anderson uh, strikes out. Again, he did have three hits, though, in the night. And then Andrew Vaughn up again uh, with a, a, a huge home run, a two-run blast. Again, five RBIs for Vaughn, a career high. Knocks Waka. Uh, out of the game. Great to hear that. Nah, nah, hey, hey, goodbye. It was 7-5 Boston. White Sox were right back in it. Um, eighth inning, bases loaded with one out, and Berger was up. He walked, made it 14-6 to at that point. You got a sacrifice fly from Garcia, made it 14-7. Uh, White Sox left the bases loaded. Uh, they did the same in the ninth. Bases loaded uh, with two outs and sheets flied out. Too little, uh, way too late. Uh, but you think back to really the Keuchel Vaughn situation, and you know Keuchel's obviously not the future uh, for the Chicago White Sox at all. Uh, again, I would be surprised if Keuchel pitches into June. Uh, but you see Andrew Vaughn's emergence, and you saw what he did uh, last year, and the amazing articles written about him in the off season, the work that he has put in. You know, that's why it was so troubling when he got hit. I mean, he, uh, hurt, I should say, uh, earlier this season. He was leading the team in all these different offensive categories. And you, you get him back now, and, and he gets shuffled around in the lineup, which I don't understand. He's being asked to play all different kinds of positions. Uh, he was in right field once again uh, on Thursday night. And he just delivers offensively. Um, you, you, his, his at bats are must watch right now. And, uh, he, very exciting night. And that's the silver lining really offensively, uh, for the white Sox because nothing else, uh, was doing, uh, Sox, uh, have an off day. And then they're going to host the Chicago Cubs for a two game inner city, uh, series. Uh, and I'm going to give you a few options for a Friday without a white Sox baseball, uh, more on that in a moment. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Uh, find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information uh, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. 
So socks, uh, our white socks have an odd Friday off day, Memorial Day weekend here. Uh, you know, you, you grind through the week, uh, excited uh, to sit back, relax and, and watch some white socks baseball on a Friday night. And it is nowhere to be found. Uh, they've got an off day and uh, welcome the Chicago Cubs to the south side. You've got Johnny Cueto and Dylan Cease going uh, Saturday and Sunday for the White Sox. Uh, our Sox won both games in Wrigley earlier in the month. Uh, weather should be much different uh, in a good way. If you remember those Wrigley games, um, 40-something degrees, low 50. You had you know kind of nonstop drizzle in one of the games, just miserable conditions. Should be in the high 70s, 80s uh, this weekend. Warm weather. You know, it's it, always exciting when Cubs and Sox get together. Uh, but, you know, the teams are – obviously the Cubs are trending in a very different direction, but that was expected uh, with what's happening on the north side. And the Sox are, are nowhere where we expected them to be. Um, you know, they're 22 and 22, trailing the Twins in the division. Again, it's not even Memorial Day, but you got to be honest with yourself. Uh, as an organization, uh, as a fan, hey, I'm not trying to be negative. I'm just being realistic. This is not where we thought our White Sox team was going to be. And there are a lot of concerns uh, from Grandal to Mancata, you know, the, the inability to just have consistency with the offense. Um, runners in scoring position, getting on base. I mean, Sox took a lot of walks. Uh, in this game on Thursday night. But again, too little, too late. I mean, you look at some of the bright spots, uh, obviously Tim Anderson, wow, what he is doing. Jose Abreu, you know, getting hot. And then Andrew Vaughn, you you are relying on hope. Uh, we hope Jimenez can come back soon and, and get right into that lineup and not have any more hiccups. We hope that Lance Lynn, uh, his rehab starts go well and he can ease into that rotation. Uh, a lot of hope. Uh, right now because you know they're 22 and 22 but it's a team that is obviously playing average baseball and the talent suggests otherwise so what is going on you got an off day to think about that I guess no White Sox baseball on Friday couple options for you um, I've been talking about this book that came out earlier uh, this year towards the beginning of the season Chili Dog MVP if you've ordered it if it's sitting around your house and you haven't cracked it open do that uh, find this book. It's written by David Fletcher and John Owens. And it, it kind of it highlights the 1972 season, that Dick Allen MVP year. But there's so much other White Sox history, uh, stuff that was going on in the city politically. Uh, a great read. Uh, if you're a new Sox fan, if you've been around uh, the Sox for a long, long time, there's so many interesting stuff that you know I'm, I'm learning about. I'm actually at a point right now in the book where they're talking about uh, Cub Sox and kind of how the fandom got to where they were, how the popularity emerged and uh, where, the, where the Cubs were with WGN and playing day games and the ability for newspapers, for journalists to write about the Cubs and get that in an evening edition or, or the next day's newspaper because obviously games wrapped up you know, around three or four o'clock. All uh, Cubs home games you know, it, it, at that time were being broadcast where Sox home games uh, in the early 60s, uh, home games were not telecast. Sox bounced around to a lot of different TV stations and radio stations and, uh, you know, it, it, fascinating stuff on, you know, how folks 
from all over the country in the Midwest were able to latch on to the Cubs because of their exposure on a power station uh, like WGN. Uh, very interesting stuff, especially with this weekend upon us. And then i uh, got to give you another uh, option. Uh, if you haven't discovered uh, Last Comiskey um, on social media, find them on Twitter, at Last Comiskey. Uh, these brothers, Mike and Matt Flesh, uh, have done some amazing documentary work on essentially the last season of Old Comiskey Park, which was 1990. Uh, they put out about a year ago or so a multi-part documentary. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Fascinating stuff. Each episode is roughly you know, 15, 16 minutes, easy to consume, but about this 1990 team that, you know, the prognosticators didn't think they were going anywhere. It was more just going to be a farewell to uh, old Comiskey park, but the team was exciting. They were competitive uh, and they, you know, rivaled the uh, powerful Oakland A's throughout the year. It's such a well done documentary, uh, new fan, old fan, old fan. You will find uh, so much uh, intriguing information in this. The, the Flesh Brothers have a new Last Comiskey documentary, kind of a part two, if you will, coming out very soon. I've been able to watch part one and part two. It is outstanding. So many interviews from former players from those late 80s, uh, 1990 year. You're, you're going to absolutely love it. Catch yourself up on some of the stuff that they have done uh, on Twitter. It's at Last Comiskey. They are always posting new little video clips and interviews, uh, some wonderful stuff that they do, and their videos are accessible uh, through YouTube. Uh, so a couple options on your off day uh, or throughout the weekend or whenever you have an opportunity and uh, that you want to dive into some more White Sox-related stuff, Chili Dog MVP, great book, and anything that the folks uh, last Comiskey have done, Mike and Matt, uh, Flesh, outstanding stuff. Uh, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up in the next episode, I'll recap the weekend that was for our White Sox, hopefully talking about a sweep of the Cubs. Hey, really appreciate you making time for the Lockdown Sox uh, podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.